Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of Legends of Greyskull. The fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK, Animals, Mini Comics, Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Dooch, here again with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? It's been a nutty morning already. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's like... Between me missing my post, so I gotta have to throw that up really quick. And then the, uh, the all-star voting, it's like, man, life is happening in Geekdom. What can I say? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't slow down yes. and smell the roses once in a while, you might just miss it. Uh, so yeah, voting. There is lots of voting going on. So let's run through that real quick. Mm, Number one. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Skelly Vader, longtime fan of the show. Uh, Ron Zerigian, he is in a contest right now that we've been talking about. We've got, I think, about a week left, um, and everybody gets free daily votes. So check that out. I got the link down there uh, in the description. Click on that. We'll vote once daily. Help him out. He's still sitting in second place. So I think if, if we can finish this strong, I think we can. Our, our community can propel him into first. So check that out. Keep voting. We're almost there. We got you, Ron. Uh, secondly, as you can tell by the logo up top there, uh, we are still in the... No, there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Flying blind. I love it. Uh, we are in the midst of Mo2 March Madness over on the Legends yeah. of Grayskull Facebook and Legends of Grayskull Podcast Instagram page. So make sure you're checking that out. I just put it up for Facebook, and I need to put it up for Instagram. I might do that at some point while Sean's talking. So, but it's going round two. The quarterfinals start now. And we have uh, uh, started with He-Man and Evelyn today. Tomorrow, Thursday, March 24th, we will have Mossman versus Beastman. Uh, then on the 25th, we will have Fisto and Trapjaw. And on the 26th, we will have God Skeletor versus Merman. Um, and then, as we like to do, the following Monday, which is way too much math for me right now. What is that, like the <laughs> 28th? 29th? Something like that. Uh, 28th, yeah. 28th. So on the tw- March 28th, Monday night, We'll go live on our YouTube channel. We like to recap uh, the previous week and talk about the upcoming week. It's been a great success so far. We've had a lot of heated competition, some blowouts, some everything else. I'm not going to go back through all of round one. It's there on YouTube right now if you want to go watch it. Uh, You even get to see our field correspondent, Matthew Rodriguez, (laughs) uh, in his natural state. So that was a lot of Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, Big surprise, even to us. That uh, <laughs> all that went down. So check that out. Vote and uh, let's have some fun uh, crowning the champion of classics action figures. And for anybody who's debating who to win on the Merman 
Uh, God Skeletor, don't let Matthew's location sway in any way, shape, or form your vote. Because that was definitely if, if you know, a you know. surprise to both of us. <laughs> you know, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, and then, uh, I don't know, it was a... I guess it wasn't really a surprise. It was a surprise to me, but it seemed like everybody else knew this was going to happen today. Um, I just hadn't been paying attention. Uh, but we did get the emails to vote for the Mythic Legions All-Stars Wave 5. So if you are Legions fans, you remember that uh, in the last couple weeks we voted in kind of kind of a preliminary brackets. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're deciding out of the ten or so figures who which of the three you get to choose. And everyone's assuming that there are three that will be selected for the All-Stars wave. But as far as I know, that has not actually been stated. It's just that the individual gets to vote for three is all that's been said. Correct me if I'm wrong there. As far as I know, but it has, I, I feel like it has been branded as the All Stars 5 voting, but they have. Right, but they haven't said, said how many there winners. There might be special, yeah, exactly. Right. There will be a special wave at some point, which I, I'm not even going to remotely say I understand everything. I'm just voting when the stuff is showing to vote, so I do. Right, right. <laughs> well, right. All I'm saying is, like with the Legion Builders wave, we got two votes, I think. When we voted on that, it was, I, it was but it was significantly less so. than the amount of Legion builders they actually released, is my point. Yes. So even though they're saying you only get, you know, Matt gets to vote for three, Sean gets to vote for three, just keep in mind that doesn't necessarily mean only three figures are going to win out of this group. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then the other interesting thing, which I've never seen them do before, uh, let me pull up the email because I want to get this line exactly right. Um, I could have done more research on the other stuff, but I didn't this morning. So you know what? It's been a fast-paced morning. Uh, oh, and, and <clears throat> as I pull up the email here, big congrats uh, to Jeremy Gerard uh, as this email, as Legions fans know, and all our only Masters fans are zoned out right now. But don't worry, we'll get back to Masters. We got a Masters heavy episode. Um, but most people know that Jeremy Gerard uh, officially started working for the Four Horsemen full time a couple weeks ago. He was able to quit his real job and make mm-hmm. this his real job. So huge congratulations on that. And it did bring a smile to my face that the email today was the first one that came from Jeremy. At Source Horseman, mm-hmm. so that was that's yep. really cool. That's just a, a, that's those little things that kind of cement like I made it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they do say uh, the vote is open now. It will run until next Wednesday, March thirtieth, or until a certain number of votes have been tabulated. What that means is, if you want to get your vote in, you should do it soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the first time I, since I've been voting that they've said, hey, we're going to cut it off if we reach a certain number of votes even before the deadline. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm one that usually waits a little bit. I like to stew on it. Like, for the last round, 
We had two weeks, and I think I did it like the day before voting ended. That's just who I am. I like to kind of sit and stew on it. Um, so if you're normally like me, and you didn't read that email all the way, don't sit. Don't stew. Go vote today. Yeah. Yeah, last time it blew my mind that you waited that long, because pretty much the minute that I got the email, I was like, oh. And even with the way it was bracketed, I still was like, I can do this quick. Let's do this. Right. And I got in there and got out, basically. No, no. So I'm very much the... I'll yeah, get, I know. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. And the the nice thing was the ones most of the ones I voted on actually came out the other side. So today was kind of a really it's like yeah, I got I got a lot of stuff that I wanted to see in there. Yeah. Um and I I I made my votes pretty easily and quickly and happily because yeah, yeah good stuff. The only one I was really disappointed not to see in there was Clavian. Of a red skeleton. Mm-hmm. That was that was probably the only big surprise that didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. For me, I, and yeah, I would have loved to get him too, but I I want Azahar like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, trust and me, I, I want. And, and, and that's how that bracketing thing screwed me up last time because uh, the second one had more that I wanted in it than any of the other two. Yep. And the first one, it was like, Romulus. Boom, I'm done. And then, and then this one, it's like, oh shoot! You got Azahar, you had Gonks, you had uh, however many Clavius and, and all these are Clavian. I should say. I'm just like, oh, you're killing me here. But and then the third right. one, I had no interest whatsoever. <laughs> I, I literally was like, I guess I'll pick this because I don't really give a crap of any of these guys in the third round. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. That was intentional. They, uh, the thing with the horsemen is, though, they always know what they're doing. They have a grand yeah. plan. Even if we don't like it, we don't agree with it. Maybe sometimes we can't even see it because of what we want. You know, they mm-hmm. have a plan. So mm-hmm. I, I have complete faith that they're going to deliver an amazing All-Stars wave. And I don't think we even have an inkling of what it's really going to be yet, even with the knowledge of the previous waves. Yeah. I will say... Yeah. The, the, go ahead. No. <laughs> or you have cat trouble. Is that what's happening? No, this glare from the windows really bothering me. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. No, what I, what I was going to say was... Um, I the, the best part about today... Means... That the campaigning posts in the cabal are almost over. Yes. We are on a deadline now. It's like, and that's my favorite. It it feels like election day, to be quite honest with you. The best part (laughs) is that the the junk mail is going to stop coming. The the TV commercials are going to stop. The yard signs are going to go away. Like, that's probably my favorite part. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some great campaigns. There were some guys that I was just like, man, will you guys ever shut up? But yeah. overall, it's just like I'm ready for it to be done and go back to some, uh, just some good old fashioned cabal goodness and drama. That's always fun. Too. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, no, like uh, I, I know there was <laughs> not going to name names, but there was <laughs> that had me going. You will never make me. <laughs> can't take it. I and he thought. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have it 
crappy goes through. of the week but uh actually i wanted to give a props real quick because this got me um uh mythic legions cabal daniel douglas yesterday matt shared this with me and i got such a kick out of this because yes. one of my favorite movies from childhood but, is transformers well, the before movie you say it just real quick i want to say you know obviously i'm glad the campaigning's done mm. this one though that you're about to share was the one where i went damn that's good like that's I it. know. And, and that's why. <laughs> and he dropped it and he walked away and you know mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. This this I can get behind. Yep. And honestly, and, and it, will... it almost changed my vote. I was so close to voting for him just because of how awesome this was at the end at the moment of truth I couldn't pull the trigger. But Daniel, good yeah. job because I have not been swayed remotely by any of the campaigning so far, and you got me to the cliff's edge. Well done, sir. Exactly, and and I am I am the same way. It didn't sway my vote once I saw who was the final ten. Yep, because I really wanted some of those ten, especially the ones I voted for. But let me let me just share this real quick. This is the image, and for our audio listeners, uh, if you know who the Silverhorn Sentry is, which. Um, Basically, he's kind of like a knight, but he has a helmet where there's um, deer antlers coming out of it, and he also has hooves. So he's he's like a fawn kind of a character in Mythic Legions, if you don't know um, Mythic Legions very well. But it, the uh, post says, Dear, dear to believe in All-Stars 5. You hold the future in your hand. Vote Silverhorn Sentry for All-Stars 5. And then... Give on top one, of that... Give me one quick second here. I'm going to actually throw... I should have done this beforehand. I'm going to throw this up on the screen here while you're... Uh, what yeah, are, I got are, are we going spoken word? What are, what's our, I'm what's spoken our plan wording here? it because if I don't have my guitar, I'm not singing along with it. But, well, where's uh, the guitar? The my, my wife... I don't know how to play Dare on my guitar <sighs> as well as I wish I could, to be honest. My kids I, love this song. My I, kids think this is a, such a fun song i have it in the car all the freaking time but uh i gotta do it almost there <laughs> um yeah so hopefully all of you know the dare song uh from transformers the movie the 1987 okay so i got our dear to believe in all stars five picture yep. up there so yeah he posted and then he has all of this take it away sean sometimes when your hooves have all been battered for years you've been burned. You wonder how you'll keep voting. Voting! <laughs> uh, think of all the legions you have gathered and the choices you've earned. The hole within your flock is growing. Growing! You can buy if you try leaving vampires behind. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Faunus only knows what you might find. Here we go. Dear, dear to believe in All Stars 5. Oh my god, it works so well. <laughs> you hold the f- their future in your hand. Dear, dear to keep Silverhorn alive. It's time to take a stag. 
and you can win if you dare. Dare! <laughs> keep going. I'm not. I'm not going to do the whole thing. No, he he's got. He's got the entire song. <laughs> it is so there. good, and it, he even has the like trail out ending of it. All oh, it's crazy, but. When when Matt found this on the Cabal yesterday, I I agree completely. He knocked this out of the park, and you you came so close to getting me to do that because Hagdon, no, I'm I'm done. Silverhorn almost had it, but they had Bromden in there, and I'm like, oh, gotta go Bromden then because I really like the look of that character. Right, but uh, yeah, Good I I, <laughs> I think I hear my hey. wife laughing upstairs. <laughs> Absolutely, that's 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 marvelous. So yeah, so get out there, vote in All Stars Five, and we'll get a little bit more in depth into that on our next Off World episode because uh, we can't, yeah we can't leave Jesse out of the discussion. So <laughs> nope, nope. Um, last thing, real quick here, guys. I know you're itching to get to the Masters content, but we did hear uh, finally from Formo Toys. They have they have yeah. Arisen. I had no doubt they'd be back. Um, they've arisen. They revealed their new designs. They really went back to the drawing board. Um, and honestly, I believe that they have an even better product now. Um, the stuff mm-hmm. that they came up with, um, and I feel bad. I always forget the third guy's name. But yeah, Josh Van Pelt, Emiliano Santalucia. And um, the guy who I promise, buddy, I will get your name re- uh, memorized at some point. But yeah, they're, they're moving a bit away from the straight Mark Taylor designs and, you know, kind of using those as an inspiration and creating their own thing, which I think works really well. I'm even more excited for this than I was. And uh, we're just waiting for more details. The pre-order date should be coming soon. Um, Sean, what you got? Pier Graz, Grazelka Rauner. There we go. That's him. I knew it was a P I hope too. it's Pier. P-E-E-R. P-E-E-R. So yeah, great uh, great work, He's guys. their sculptor. Yep. 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 Great work. I can't wait to see everything that comes out of this. Yeah, the, the um, initial uh, promo that they put out since rebooting yep. or, or since re- rebranding I know that got, even on our page, that got a lot of love from yep. fans. And there's a lot of people excited. And honestly, I, I agree. Um, that like the redesign of Barbaros yep. in particular, I was like, nice. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty cool before. Now he looks, he looks like he's armed for bear now. So that works. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, oh, and they, they <clears throat> did actually change the entire name as well. They've decided not to pursue the Lords of Power, um, even mm-hmm. though from, Everything I've understood, they're still completely within their rights to use it. They have just made their decision not to. Um, mm-hmm. And so instead, they were calling the line Legends of Dragonor. So, yeah. Which, and it, it's a great logo. Looks awesome. It's one of those things. I think part of it, what gets me going is that, you know, like a lot of things nowadays, you know, like our love for the CGI He Man right now, like, it's familiar. It looks like it could have come from the 80s, but it's still fresh mm-hmm. and exciting and different. And, of course, that's what always gets my engine pumping. Yeah. The, uh, I, I like how, it, like you said, it's fresh. It feels like it's from the 80s. 
but they're using the build-a-figure stuff that we've gotten used to over the last, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years now. And I like it's an integral part of the storyline that they're working with, too, so it makes it less, oh, here's a figure you can build, but now it's like, here's pieces to this armor and all that. Right. I know uh, Joshua and Pelt and I talked about that, and I thought that was one of the most awesome parts of where they were going with this. So, and, and even in the promo, you could see, here's this, this part on this figure and all that stuff. I'm like, that, that just, it's making it easier for you to go wave one completely. Just let me have them. I want that build a figure. So, absolutely. Nope. I'm excited. Um, so let's get into, uh, well, first off, as most of you know, you listen to episode 84 and, we kind of towards the end of our uh, CGI He-Man season two review, you know, we ran over. We had to we had to get off, so uh, we just want to take a minute here and really just kind of button up that season two discussion. Uh, if you don't mind, Sean, I'd actually like to start it off with an email that I received that I never got a chance to get to last episode. Yep. Um, so obviously this is from Tony Moore, known as Simba's mm-hmm. Guard on the forums. <clears throat> and this was written to us back on March 6th, so pretty much right after the show came out. <clears throat> yep. Dear Matt and Sean, I know I should have wrote in sooner to thank you for your high praise regarding my theories on Masters of the Universe Revelation. It meant a lot to me. Um... No, we appreciate your uh, your your thoughts on it, and I remember his sorceress really his sorceress theory really worked for me. Um, now, as far as the live action He Man movie goes, assuming uh, it actually gets made, from what I understand, it will be a Netflix movie. On the good side, Netflix obviously cares about He Man, so God willing, the movie might actually get made. Big might. He had golf caps and quotation marks on that, in case they come through. <laughs> Uh, on the bad side, we won't see He-Man on the big screen. I never got to see the 87 film on the big screen, so I am slightly sad that this new film won't hit the big screen. But in truth, I'd rather it just get made and have Battle Cat. I agree. I Yes, it stands a better chance with Netflix behind it, but I really think this needs a theatrical release uh, for what we want and need this movie to become. You know, to me, Netflix movies are good, but they don't have the staying power of a big international blockbuster. And that's what we need He-Man to be. We need He-Man to be that first Transformers Michael Bay movie. That's what this franchise needs. We're in a good spot right now. It's got, you know, we've got a ton of toys on the shelves. We've got, you know, we got stuff coming out, but... You know, for this to propel for years, we need that blockbuster movie dollars, and that's the part that scares me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at this point, I still figured it was like a pipe dream to even think this was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in that boat where it's like, if it happens, in some ways, it makes it easier for me to be at home. And if it doesn't go over the way that I wanted it to, at least I'm not in an audience in a movie theater where I'm just sitting there going, oh, why did I, why did they do this? Why did they do that or whatever? 
but at the same time, if it really is good and if it really does bring everything that we love about the the uh, brand to the big screen or big screen yeah. in a movie form, yeah, then it's like you feel like everybody else is missing out on this thing that is special. Then. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of feeling the way that I'm looking at it right now. But I gotta say, I think there is a zero percent chance that we don't see Battle Cat in if this movie is made. Mm. I, if they don't do that again, if if they yeah. if, they they should hopefully have a checklist right. of all the things that they know the fans want this time around because the first time I understand why some of that couldn't be done, and even as a kid, I was sympathetic of that. I I was like. I'd rather see Battle Cat done in a way where I'm not looking at it going, oh, it's like a Muppet. Right. That He-Man's running on, riding around on a Muppet or whatever. So this time around with CGI, yeah, I got to see a Battle Cat. I hope that they can make Skeletor look good because, you know, like I like how he looked in the 87 movie, but it would be awesome to have him looking legit with the skull being yeah. a skull instead of movable the way it was and you know, hopefully with some of the other uh, evil warriors, Trapjaw, Beastman, I'm looking at you guys especially. Yep. Hopefully they can really pull those off as well because we've already seen Blade. We've already seen Brown Beastman. Yep. So. <laughs> no, exactly. So I, I'm, I don't know. We'll see if it gets made. I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> now for CGI He-Man Season 2. I was beyond thrilled to find out we were getting a second season. It was mostly awesome. There are some things I had mixed feelings about. Nothing that I flat out didn't like. Here are my annoyances. Number one, the Pain Thor cycle. While, while I am happy that the show is incorporating the toys, I want an actual Pain Thor. Battlecast should have his true arch enemy. Beastman can be arch enemies with Chief Carnivus. I don't know what the rights are regarding him, but I have always liked Chief Carnivus and have thought Beastman and he would make for interesting arch enemies. Um, obviously, Mattel owns the entirety of the Mike Young series, so Chief Carnivus is definitely on the table. That said, I don't see him happening, or at least not to the point where he has an arch nemesis. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I... I was surprised by it, but I kind of like the Battle Cat Beastman um, matchup. It's not something I would have come up with. Um, for some reason, I just in my, as a kid, I always put Beastman with Man at Arms, probably because they were both the early figures. And they were both kind of like like Man at Arms, like He Man's like right hand dude, and Beastman was Skeletor's like. So it just yep. seemed natural to me. Um, but that's one of the things. On this show, I actually was like, you know, I never thought about it, but it really works for me. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I, when when they went to Rakaz, and all of a sudden that episode in the first season was like, yes, oh my god, their arch nemesis, that was amazing. And again, like this series has elevated Cringer for me, and in, in like phenomenal ways. So the fact that he has somebody who did him wrong in the past yeah. and actually, you know, it's like he got he got that name because of Beastman in this version, which I loved. And Beastman did him wrong. He filed his teeth down. He, he declawed him and everything. It's like, yeah, that's right. a freaking nemesis right there. Like, uh, 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 like, that's the problem. 
<laughs> with the 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 uh, Carnivus thing, in my opinion, is you introduce him in season three. Yep. That is that's like you're you're really pulling your punch there compared to from season one. This has been going on between those two characters, and I'm completely cool with that because they made it. It made Cringer and it made Battlecat feel like a legit. I'm not just a steed. I'm not just He-Man's right hand guy in that way, like they did in Filmation. Yeah. They made him his own character and standing himself as his own being in this. And I love that about this. Agreed. Show. And it, it was surprising in the first season where, you know, I think we even talked like we started and we're like, man, that's stupid. They had Cringer have no claws because we just figured it was just. Like, that was it. Cringer doesn't have claws. Like, it never crossed my mind that this was setting up something. And so yeah. then when that episode came up, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, that's, that's why. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. no, this has been built up even before the start of the series. So it works yeah. for me. I get what you're saying, but it, it really does work for me. And, I mean, as far as Pain Thor, like... Yes, I would always choose cats. Again, it's one of those things. It's just like it didn't, uh, it didn't bother me too much. If I had my choice, I would make Panthor a cat. But it's it's a fun way that they did it. So mm-hmm. uh, indifferent at best. Um, it, it, I think uh, real quick for me, it, it was it was this weird feeling of it, it's like Skeletor now is the attorney and Ghost Rider. <laughs> because in the end of the season, he's riding uh, Pain Thor, and there is this like he feels like go- Ghost Rider to me now. Because even the havoc energy coming off yeah. the wheels, I'm like, my God, it's like Ghost Rider. But at the same time, the way that they did that in the show, where it's a birthday present, and that was Trapjaw's way of placating him since they can't right, get it. They Obviously, kept- they can't get a battle cat. I thought that was actually funny, and I love that uh, that kind of humor, the way they did it. And I like that he was just as excited almost. You yeah. can tell he was just like, this is awesome, you know? And it's like, that that works. That works, but uh, agreed. I do miss Panthor being there, so maybe... I mean, he did show up technically in season one, but uh, maybe season three, or maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get it. We got more discussion, so I'll kind of get into my thoughts on this in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Not directly on this, but I got some thoughts that relate to it. Uh, and this is a pretty lengthy email. So, uh, number three, no, number two, He-Man and Skeletor dancing. I can see the humor in it, and Filmation had more than its fair share of silly moments that I can still smile and laugh at today. I just fear this will cause stupid internet memes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you pretty much nailed what we already said with, you know, relating it to Filmation. That's what it felt like to me. The only thing I will say is the stupid internet memes are going to be here no matter what. And if anything, to me, that scene is in retaliation to the stupid internet memes. And the, uh, the was that an insurance commercial or something from overseas? Where they're in the bar. Oh, the dancing. The dirty one, dancing. The, I've had the time of my life yeah. one. I think it's an I, insu- or I a supermarket? I don't know. It's something. There's some commercial from like Britain yeah. or something that's got them doing the dirty dancing thing and the four yeah. non-blondes. I think it's all, honestly, a stab back at it. Like, okay, you're going to make fun? We'll do it then. 
we'll do it like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, you get glasses in grade school and your parents tell you, you know, you know, if you make fun of yourself before the other kids make fun of you, yeah. it's taking the power away from the bullies, you know. Yeah. I think it's more of that thing. They're like, they're like kind of tipping their hat to these things, but actually doing it in a way where it's like, in story-wise, there's a reason for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, there's no way around it. That for me was definitely one of the one of the cringiest yeah. moments of season two, and it, it 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 started that thing that I was complaining about last episode, where that episode then led into the Gary the Dragonfly, which led into the Skeletor's birthday. But honestly. I have more issues with Gary the Dragonfly than I do with the dancing or with the Skeletor's birthday now that I've had a week under my belt to process uh, how I'm feeling about it. But it, I, honestly, yeah, it, that scene did go on a little longer than I wanted it to, which made even my kids go, what are they doing? And I'm like, uh, they're just making fun of it. I don't know. Yeah, that's, it, it, He-Man's that's it. been poked fun at for 20 years at this point, so they're just poking fun at themselves, I guess. Uh, number three, Mesquitor being gender swapped until you explained why this is not a problem. Thanks, fellas. So we helped him with that. Um, if you recall, it is female mosquitoes that suck blood, not male. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number four. Science for everybody. Number four, and I think this one's going to come up a little bit later too, Sean, especially for you. So I'm just going to read it right now and we'll get back to it. Uh, okay. Stratos recruiting Webstore and Mesquitara to his heroic warriors, although I think the deal Stratos made with Mesquitara will blow up in his face. Um, we're going to table that one for now. I know we got a big thing planned on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, I was not thrilled with how Stratos was portrayed, but his character arc and your guys' positive opinion helped me get over that. Um, mm-hmm. Glad we could help. Um, I think that's all going to be tied up with his last point two for us. Uh, number six, He-Man flying on his sword. It's only for short distances. I guess it's not that big of a problem. I will say I I agree in the fact that um, the fact that it's with short distances and he's got to call down the power and he more just kind of serves on it. To me, it's falling with style. Like he's just kind of hitting these updrafts where he's keeping himself up, but so he's not really flying. Now, if they had mm-hmm. made it where he could just hop on the sword and completely silver surfer it, you know, flying through the cosmos, then I would have a problem with it. But they made their rules, they stuck with it, and it doesn't take away the power of flight from any of the heroes that can actually fly. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I mean, honestly, I I was. With, with that scene, it really was one of those like this is great. When he all of a sudden he just comes back up and he's on the sword and yep. and it's like you know what I I enjoy that even to them a lot of the power is a mystery. So right. the fact that the power can sometimes come in and show this is something else you could do with it, but uh, again, it's not breaking the rules the the way it's been set up. Which uh, again that that helps me with this show in particular. Absolutely. Uh, number seven, Crass's dad was not the original Ram Man. Slight bummer. <sighs> I meant to rewatch that episode too. I don't recall anything 
that still definitively says one way or another, right? Am I or am I forgetting something from the episode? I I mean he didn't okay he didn't talk like Ram Man. Yeah. I don't know if they would actually go there and make him talk like filmation Ram Man. And even two thousand X kind of had the same cadence and same delivery. But the way he was presented, he's way more the way it, just in the quick scene. I felt like he was smarter than Ram Man ever would be in how he was talking to Kraz, you know. I suppose. And he also was a was not a big guy. He was more along the lines yeah. of like a Keldor kind of a body type than being a big bulky guy like Ram Man would typically okay. be. So I so, guess he's saying he doesn't look like Ram Man. No, he, but, he didn't look or sound like him. So. Okay, I guess what I guess when I read it, I was going, well, they still haven't definitively said like what her, her dad's role was. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like. To me, it's it's still in that area of well, they haven't ruled it out, so it's still possible, you know, mm-hmm. for him to have been I, a grand man. I I could see that, but I I'm along the lines of him when that scene happened and he's talking to the little girl version of Kraz. There was this. I guess we're not going to have him be an old school Ram Man the way that we think of Ram Man. Yeah, but. Uh, on the other on the other side of that too, there's a lot of characters on this show that don't look the same way they looked when you were a kid, but they still have the spirit or the heart of that character one way or the other, or 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 they rebooted them one way. Or like yeah. like uh, we've had the talk one on one about Duncan. Yeah, I mean he's not going to be no, Duncan he's... as we've known. He is very much his own right. thing. So I kind of took that with Ram Man. Because we don't know his name, none of that. We just know that right. her father. Exactly. So, yeah. so, we'll see. Um, and number six, when the Tiger Tribe was forming up to fight the Snake Men, Kitty, I don't think that is a great name for a male cub, was on the front line. <laughs> he is still yeah. a cub. Now... Again, I get what you're saying, but like that was like instant it's not like they were Mm -hmm. like hey there's a group of snake men you know a valley away they're marching towards us let's get the warriors ready i mean that's like we're in the hut we poke out the window and there's snake men jumping up at the ground Mm -hmm. so i don't think anyone was even realizing that he was you know like you're just thinking survival even kitty he's like there's snake men we gotta fight them you know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it'd be different if they were like, here's our army and Kitty's there. But that was like, mm-hmm. boom, out of nowhere. I, I I mean, that was in the trailer. Yeah. And when that part happened, that was one of the moments along with when you saw Ram Man, uh, Ram Ma'am having the tear coming down her face where I'm like, oh, their Empire Strikes Back in this one. Right. Because... There is that feeling of, okay, you have this small, smaller, like a cub being there. And here you go. <laughs> You're bringing your kitty to the battle, too. Um, there is this feeling of, okay, everybody is needed to fight this threat when that moment happens, whatever moment it is in the trailer. And when you see right. what it is, it's like that, that kitty is just like, yeah, I'm it. I'm with right. you guys. You know, it's like Let's the Lewis Tully moment in Ghostbusters yep. too. You know, it's it, and and that warmed my heart because 
he was already a daredevil getting into trouble and Adam saving him on the first yeah. episode. So he already shows he's got a little more courage than you might think for a little character, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like Orko and stuff in, in filmation. At times. Yeah. So, um, I, I agree. It's not the greatest idea to have a kid fighting a battle, but when you have the chips down and the kid is willing to fight, it's like, okay, go get him, kid. Right. You know, that it, it makes you kind of root for him even more. So. Yeah, and like I said, I don't like they. If I recall correctly, they didn't even have time to react. Like, and we didn't see no. the battle. So for all we know, the very next moment is one of the the, the mama cats being like, "Dude, get yep. back!" You know what are exactly. you doing? So we'll see yeah. how it turns out. And I just lost the whole email. There it is. Okay, things that he loved. Number one, cringer. For me, he kind of steals the show. Fly in the Wind Raider. <laughs> <coughs> Fly in the Wind Raider. Wanting that, to yeah. and actually sitting on King Randor's throne. His getting hypnotized <laughs> by the radar screen was adorable. Adam yeah. wanting him to be the Royal Archiver was awesome. I loved how mm-hmm. he referenced Too Bad. And the chemistry Cringer has with Adam, Crass, and Duncan is great. I really could feel the pain Crass was in as she realized that Cringer was not coming back to the Tiger Tribe and hugged him could. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I know you love the Cringer. I I cannot say enough how much I absolutely love Cringer on this show. I I love him more than He Man, and that's never happened to me in my entire life. Forty yeah. almost forty years of loving this brand, yes. and I've never loved Battle Cat or Cringer more than I do on this series. And the the sage wise elder character he is typically would be Man at Arms. Well. So well, I'm enjoying it's it's him this time around and getting you, that turn. It's funny you say he you know would normally go to Man at Arms, and if you look at it with Adam's new backstory and the way Crass came into the Tire Tribe, they're pretty much his adopted children, yes. which again is yeah. something that we normally associate with Duncan, you know, yeah. the Man at Arms in the previous iterations, and then it, him forging that bond with Duncan. Because it, once mm-hmm. he joins up after splitting off from Cronus, you know, you can see that Cringer's doing the same thing he did with Adam and Chris. Like, he's taking them in, he's getting to know them, he's mm-hmm. taking care of them. Like, that's his whole thing. He he created the whole Tiger Tribe for these lost souls. Um, mm-hmm. And I really even feel that he tries with Tila, but Tila is just, you know, she's stubborn. And, like, they haven't formed the connection... But I don't feel it's for lack of cringer trying. It just that's mm-hmm. in a Tila's personality, who she is, and I think a lot of that has to do with her um, gravitating towards Eldris for reasons unknown. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I I loved Cringer. That oh my god, the yeah. ra- the radar screen. <laughs> oh, I think we've got I think we've got some. Uh, yeah. Hmm? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like just that complete switch to ki- to kitten. Yeah, is kitten. is yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, blinking light, blinking light. You know <laughs> exactly. And I love that he every time he's trying to fly the Wind Raider, all he does is like he pushes down. Ooh, and then he's like trying to adjust it and yeah. figure it out. And I love that they leave him there. Holding the bag that was the more often than not, and he's doing he's doing his best. He, what what would you suggest I do? Don't crash. It's like yeah. thanks. Right. You know? 
and kind of <laughs> it kind of puts how they they think of him or don't think of him or whatever because you know yeah they're like he man Tila jump out Duncan's like I got to go do this Cringer you got that because he is a talking smart yeah. wise cat but at the end of the day yeah. his body is a cat he's not you yes. know <laughs> but they don't even think they just they view him so much as a companion they don't see race you know what I mean it, that's, I, uh, and that's <laughs> I love it I love it and and uh, another moment that I uh, one thing I will say he has little moments throughout the season oh yeah but I liked how in season one they gave him that whole story with Beast Man mm-hmm. or, or actually Ra- Rakaz, Rakaz they gave thing. him that. And, and that was the the episode where I go, no, this is now the character I love. And yep. now I feel like there was a, a lot going on in the span of eight episodes where he didn't get as often a chance to be highlighted as as uh, before. But right. he was still strongly in there with everybody else, which was really cool. And then the, the, the one moment that I thought was really, really, like visually a really cool moment is near the end when all the snake men are erupting and all that stuff. You have that shot of <laughs> King Randor with a battle axe yeah. riding freaking battle cat. And I was like, didn't know I needed that in my life. But yeah. now that it's here, that's freaking great. Because Absolutely. I I only can think of uh, the 2000X episode when Randor and, and battle cat are trying to find Marlena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. After her ship crashes uh, of... Uh, Machines and Men, I think it was, yep. and and that was cool in and of itself because him and the battle armor going to try to find her. But in this one, it's like Randor's holding the battle axe and stuff. It's like that's He Man posing, but it works really well in this sequence. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping next season we'll get a little more of him with maybe like an episode because uh, I yeah. do miss him being highlighted in that way Absolutely. this season. Uh, back to email. Number two, I was glad you guys were right about new team members not getting the power of Grayskull. Trust me, we are too. That was a, a huge concern. <laughs> uh, number three, any pairing of masters can do a combo attack. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, number th- four, King Randor wanting to keep the master's identities a secret from the general public. Yeah, that was my, my no way home moment. Like, you, you mm-hmm. did it. You did it. And it's a, we talked about it last episode. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's a perfect, uh, compromise. Yep. Uh, number five, I never saw the plot twist with Crass coming. Um, I know I've already gone on record. I did see it coming. Not exactly how it went down, but I felt that something was going to be off with her. Uh, Sean, did you, did you, uh, feel that coming when you were watching it? I, this season, there was that bristlingness with her a lot more yeah. at times. And the the only time I saw it really coming was actually after it already started. And I was like, oh, they're going here now. I thought that was just going to be her character right. in this season. But once you hit episode seven and right. then eight, I'm like, oh. And again, like my heart broke for Adam in that sequence when he's fighting her by himself. I'm like, damn, like that was... That was literally like some some uh, Empire. That I kept saying that, but that for me was the Empire Strikes Back yes. moment, where it's like he just found out that his his basically his adoptive sister now mm-hmm. is going to the dark side because Skeletor's manipulating. I'm like, holy crap! That was yeah. it was dark and it was deep in that way. 
I guess if nothing, so, if nothing else, like I said, I, I felt she was going to turn on them. But I, and I think I even sent my message to you as I was going through it because Sean finished it before me. I think I even said like, if nothing else, she's never going to be a part of the team in the way the other ones are, because mm-hmm. you did feel from season one with her literally splitting off from them. Season two, she was irritated with them even before. Skeletor got her hook, his hooks in her. So it just kind of yeah. Skeletor is building on the on the the unhappiness that is already there. You know, yep. he's not mind controlling her like the other ones. He's manipulating her, playing up to these emotions she's already feeling. So yeah, no matter what, you kind of got the feeling like, like you know, when they're at the palace, like you know, even if you didn't know about the Skeletor influence at that point. It's like there's no way she's just going to stay at the palace with the rest of them because that's not nope. that's not what she wants. That's not what she that's not what she wants for them. I mean, like he said mm-hmm. back in his first point, you know, when she would realize because she always pictured it ending with her Cringer and Adam heading back to the jungle and everything going back to normal. But this yeah. is one of those life events where it's like, yeah, stuff's not going to be normal again. You know, everything's changed now. Mm-hmm. So. I, I like even uh, I mean we in the final episode of the season I like how Randor is trying to give them all a purpose yep because yep. otherwise it's like okay they're masters of the universe or they're just this you know ragtag group and I like that you know like they they always do that it's like a cliche and everything where the person who's the most upset with somebody overhears part of a conversation yeah. and that whole you know Remember you were talking about her being whatever it was, the royal this or that? I think she's horrible for it. And that's the moment that, like, boom, everything. It's like, F you, F you, F you, we're cool, I'm out. You know, like, for her. And I like that she hears that part. And then right after that, Adam is really showing, she's my sister, to Randor. And Randor, that's when Randor does the... Your mother would be proud of you for the man, both of the men you've become because you're looking out for her. And she, you know, the the whole, the, that also gave the, yeah, Adora probably is a thing here, you know, because he had that, right. like, you're looking out for her in that way, you know. We'll get right back to this because this is definitely so. going to lead into ours. He's got one more point here I'll bring yep. up real quick. Uh, number six, with the way it ended, I am sure we will get a third season. I hope we'd better. As always, thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Sincerely, Tony Simbasgard Moore. Um, no, we've definitely got a third season. That's that's actually been kind of confusing with the way they've labeled it because way back when this was originally announced, uh, Mattel announced it was going to be 26 episodes. Yeah. So we got 10 the first go, or 26 or 20? Yeah, 26, right? Yeah. We had 10 yep, the first so we go? got 10, 10 first season, 8 this season, so we have 8 left. So we have 8 left, yes, season that's right. Three. Yeah. So, and normally what Netflix does with that is they split it up into parts, like they did with Revelation, they do with a lot of their shows, they'll be like, season 1, part 1, season 1, part 2. This one they have yep. full on gone, season 1, season 2, but it's still all that 26 episodes that was originally ordered. So don't worry, there's eight more minimum coming. Um, mm-hmm. We'll definitely wrap up this saga. But back to your point real quick here. Uh, thank you, Tony. As always, keep those emails coming. We love it. Anybody else who wants to uh, email in, uh, logpod85 at gmail.com. 
We're always happy to read your stuff on the show. Um, but going back to Randor and everything, like building off, you know, he's he's like, no, you guys need the secret identities and everything else. You know, you don't want the general public like knowing you're super powered all the time. And then, yeah, he starts setting them up with like, okay, you'll be this, you'll be that. He's giving them these functions so that they can. So no one's going. Well, why is this street rat magic girl in the palace? Mm-hmm. Why is this buffoon wannabe inventor? Why is he, you know, why is he always hanging around? He's setting them up with their Clark Kent, their Bruce Wayne yeah. persona. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is, I don't, I just, I, I really like it. I, I know <laughs> I've always been a fan of the secret identities, He-Man being the sole transformer, but if you're gonna do the superpowered team, the Power Rangers, the X-Men, like what, however, you know, whatever you want to look at this group as, I love that Randor's kind of taking the mentor role, the Charles Xavier, you know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. he's like, all right, guys, don't just trust me. This is what we're going to do. You're going to be this and this and this. Um, yeah. And I, just, I just love this blending of these concepts. And if you're going to do Masters as a superpowered team, I'm really digging this way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And... Uh, it, it also it, it adds more to the characters because they get to highlight who they really are yep. normally by having these roles. Because like Cringer, he he was all about reading the Grayskull texts in the library, right. you know. So the fact he's the he's now, I, I kind of look at him as almost he's that he's like their Malakthus. Yes, that's exactly sense, what I know? thought of, and I I absolutely love that because uh, again, you know, going back to one of my absolute favorite episodes, I'm like I like that that was almost like a tiny nod. To yep. the fact that they still need that role in Eternos, and now Cringer's going to be the one doing it, and it's like there is a part of me. I'm not going to lie, there is a part of me going. Maybe we'll see Shakodi eventually. He might go. Have you heard about this witch? <laughs> you know, I know it's filmation or whatever. I they think... might have to change it a little bit, but it'd be really cool if they did a nod, like a pyramid in the desert We'd just get... uh, you know arose, and we have to go and take care of this or whatever. I, th- I think a name drop could definitely happen as he's reading a book or whatever. Yeah, you know, if... yeah, about the living Maybe... darkness at least. Talk about that. You well, know? even even just uh, uh... okay next. Obviously, the third season is going to involve Snake Man, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, Cringer, what can you find about Snake Man? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Serpo, Shakodi, uh, yeah, a Snake yeah. Man. Here it is. Like, yeah, just something exactly. like that. Just he's flipping <laughs> through a book through the S's. Yeah. Like, yep. you know. That would uh, be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all I need, you know. Yeah. He has he has an assistant who's like, Malakna, bring me that book over there. And just this... this Older African American gentleman <laughs> hands him a book, like just little yep. stuff like that. And I think this is a series that we would see stuff like that because we got these little, you know, we saw a version of Colossor in season one. You mm-hmm. know, they uh, the Ramstone, you know, came back as as a slightly different. Like this is a series out of all of them where they're gonna if they're gonna do it, they'll do it here, no matter what. Yeah. So I think there's a good Agreed. chance we see those little nods because whoever's the creators behind this have done their research, if nothing else, because there are definitely mm-hmm. some deep, you know, uh, winks and nods to us mm-hmm. that have grown up with the property. Um, definitely. So, 
I, th- I think the big thing we need to talk about is Stratos and his heroic warriors. Yeah, we didn't get to really get into that last issue or last episode. Yeah, last issue, last episode, last issue. Yeah, take it away, Sean. <laughs> I know you got big feelings on this. Oh, I just, I first off, Stratos for me again. I, I, I'll, I'll just say what I said last time. He really was harder to take than I expected in the beginning of the se- the season. As it goes along, like the the whole him gathering his group actually adds to his story arc and actually turns him into the character that I'm like, all right, I like this guy finally. But yeah, my biggest issue with that really is how it, it undercuts characters that I feel Netflix and Mattel, I feel like they were putting it out there. Oh, Mosquito is going to be here, but it's Mosquitara this time around. And they kind of made an emphasis of, Hey, new characters. But my problem with right. that is the new characters beyond Stratos just turn into here's a bunch of people we're throwing into this group and now we have um, Muskitara losing out on any kind of uh, of a story arc or or even like anything to make you understand who the character is past the train episode. Yep. And you have Webster who literally shows up one episode before this and now all of a sudden is here and he Webster's only making weird noises and yeah, stuff, a, so it's like he's totally beast. Yeah, totally beast, odd character to begin with, and he gets lumped in along with Gary the Dragonfly and Stratos as Stratos and the heroic warriors. Right. And for me, I I, I felt like that was a really that was that was definitely a misstep in this season because we had ten episodes, for instance, maybe one of those episodes could have been dedicated to Muskitara better. Yeah. So we would have understood who she is. Because she comes in with those two, uh, whatever you want to call them, but they're her right her left hand. Yeah, her it, flunkies, yeah. And yeah. it's like, there's not really much given to them. There's not really much given to her. And and something I said to, to you mm. that I want to bring up uh, from private is why couldn't she have been the 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 option in the Gary the Dragonfly episode so you would have had all three of the female characters in there and eat and her getting the spotlight in that episode. So True. Evelyn and Tila both get to find out who this new character is in the mix. She was probably the most surprising for me how underdeveloped she ended up being because she featured prominently in the trailer. Her two goons yeah. featured prominently in the trailer. Like they zoomed in on that blue skinned guy that was with her. I mean, yeah, we were even nice. Yeah, we were speculating yeah. before. We're like, who is this? Who could he become? Exactly. You know, and it turns out, no, he was just Bob Lagoon. You know, mm-hmm. he, he shows up, he gets his butt kicked, and he's gone. Um, yeah. And I don't know if some of this is just her stories coming in season three, but from the trailer, we were like, okay, Miss Guitar is going to be kind of this third element. And even in the train episode, though she didn't feature prominently, she was a nuisance. And she was saying how she mm-hmm. likes. She just is after power. She feeds off of it. And she doesn't care if it's Havoc or Grayskull or whatever. You know, or even just yeah. the train was such a powerful machine that she wanted its power. Like, yep. you know, she's that third wild card. And we thought that was going to kind of be a thorn in the side of Skeletor and He-Man. And really, she didn't do much besides get in the way of, in, of the train 
and then, like you said, pop up and actually fight on the side of the good guys, which was an odd mm-hmm. turn. So, exactly. I'm really. That's one of my big hopes for th- season three. Um, is that we see. We kind of we see her arc continue. Hopefully, the betrayal of Stratos and you know actually fulfilling her villainy. Um, same with mm-hmm. Webstore. I, I hope Webstore cuts ties with her and they go and do their own you know uh, bug army thing. <laughs> I mean, it, that'd be fun. It, it'd be fun. It'd be, I, I want to see these characters become these characters. I don't mind a step, and I'm hoping it just kind of how the season split up as to why we didn't see their full stories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm that way with Stratos even. Now, I didn't dislike him as much as a lot of other people had um, because I, I kind of always felt that there was more to his story, and we got that throughout the season. Honestly, I still don't think they've taken it all away. Um, I really want to know more about him. You know, he talks about how he has to rely on those magic slash technological wings because he doesn't have wings. Yeah. I, that's one of the big question marks for me. Why doesn't he have wings? Are are there just some avions are born with and without? Are there some, is it a, dis, is it a disability, like a, like a birth defect? It did, was there an accident? Like, I, it was weird because they kind of they like hit on it very briefly, and then they just kind of didn't explain it further. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to know how he became king. He mentions that he he won the, the role of king. Like, what's that all about? I mean, we never even got into Avion proper. We stayed out on the on the sidelines defending it on the borders. We saw it in the distance. But we never really got there. We didn't get to explore that community and what that's all about. So I'm kind of hoping all that is kind of tied up into, you know, an arc reaching into Season 3. Yeah, agreed. And, I mean, we only got a little bit of time where I was enjoying him. Yeah. So it would be kind of nice to have him back. But um, I also hope, though, in Season 3 he's not as much in the spotlight compared to the other characters because in season two for me I did feel like it was there obviously you lost two episodes with it being an eight episode season. Yeah. But then I also felt like the the highlight episodes weren't quite as highlights compared to season one. They always right. had something one way or the other in the mix. Like um I mean, we did have the Skeletor's birthday one. That one covered kind of Skeletor and Duncan. And that's one that, going back to it, I actually do love it a lot more than I did the first time around. Because, again, going through three of those episodes had me. By the third one, I was like, you're you're really testing me here. I didn't have a break. I was just like, oh, God. And then now I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This works. I actually like that it sets up Duncan as being an even richer character. And he's sticking up for himself. And he's 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 making his points. And they actually are like, oh, he's got an idea. Let's follow what he's saying. And he's not like Orko, where it always falls apart. He actually does have a plan and a clue, at least. Right. Um, and then even like the Teela Evelyn, that would have been a good episode with the two of them. And it's it, I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be uh, the uh, a, like a riff on the filmation episode. But then when Gary showed up, it's like it just went on this whole other track. And I was like, I kind of wanted to spend more time with the two of them. 
and that could have been a Tila highlight episode at least instead of introducing a whole new character and then you're like where the hell did this come from like I've been complaining about but I think they were um, trying to balance you know obviously season one was a lot of origin stories a lot of character introductions and I think season two was trying more to kind of propel this story forward of you know what Skeletor is trying to accomplish and so I think that's mm -hmm. why we kind of see that shift in there and it made not everything quite land um, as it should have yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, I think all the rest of mine pretty much flows into what I hope to see season three. So, is there any other points you wanted to bring up before we get there? Um. I mean, honestly, it, this is the very, very tail end of the season. But I want to know what the heck those things are behind Eldris when she lands in the the snowy region. I guess she's in the crystal. Um, Maybe the Crystal um, Sea? The, uh, crystal Sea or um, the mountains. Um, the Mystic Mountains? I can't think of it. Miss, I, I, maybe she was in like a, like a, yeah, like an uninhabitable part of the Mystic Mountains yeah. maybe or something. And uh, all of a sudden there's these like Matrix-esque looking uh, like bots behind her with tentacles and all that stuff. And it's like, what is going on? It is So the question, I guess, is is that something to be feared or is that the cavalry coming in right. with now Skeletor having the fifth nemesis on his side? You know, and de and Definitely uh, lots of questions about El Eldris. Um, she's got to be alive again, right? I think so. I, th I do believe she you is. Think that not, yeah. not only was her wish, because she got the wish stone. We see her hand reach out and yep. grab the wish stone that Skeletor hurled out. Because she, mm -hmm. she obviously got lost. That's... The great thing about that Duncan Skeletor episode, we find out that Eldris got lost in that in-between that Skeletor and Duncan get stuck in. And while she yeah. isn't able to get back to the castle before they make it out, she is able to get the wish stone that Skeletor hurled so Duncan couldn't use it. And yeah, I'm thinking she wished to be back in her, her physical form on Eternia. Um, mm -hmm. Which means this may be the first series where Tila gets to see her mother... And realize it's her mother before her mother's death. Mm hmm And that would be cool. Yeah. Or we we've postulated that too. Like maybe this is she's a clone of her, so that's or, her. Yeah, maybe the clone. One way or the other, you know, it's like it's either the original meets the you know the clone meets the original, or her mother. Yeah, mother meets daughter. So yeah. either way, I think she's. I. I it, it would throw me for a big loop if it turns out that they're just completely unrelated other than they're both magic users and Tila, you know, takes up the mantle. Like, I, I, I would be shocked. The way they maintain that Tila's still an orphan, she doesn't remember anything, she grew up in the streets, like, I, I would be completely shocked if it's just, oh yeah, you're just a magic user that inherited the power. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I forgot we did speculate that they could go back to the original clone story, her getting split off from Eldris. Um, which, yeah, it's still, to me, that's the same thing. Um, but yeah, every other series where Tila has found out her destiny and ascended to the role of sorceress, uh, unfortunately, Tila Na has always been deceased by the time that happens. So, um, it'd be fun to see how that plays out without, without the, the spec, Without the uh, the morning going on on top of it, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, 
And I think they're going to reveal that Eldris's name is Tilana. I think that's coming, you know. I think mm-hmm. she just used the Eldris with them this long just to not throw out like, oh yeah, my name's Tilana. Wait, Tila? Tilana? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think mm-hmm. that's why she's been going under the Eldris <laughs> moniker this whole time. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll also for season season three. I'll be curious to see if there's any other characters that make a de- debut, even though that one again eight episodes. But um, Tim Kane, who uh, he works on the show, and he'll do um, illustrations, and they're similar in vain to the the way that we see them on the show. The uh, character designs. It, he does his own take, so it's not like you're getting verbatim this is what he's going to look like on the show for any character or, or right. sheep but uh just recently he, he i know he did um a fisto at one point but just recently he did a buzz off too which made me think Interesting. i don't think he's trying to allude to anything but it did start making my mind go well if if it's involving the snake men you're basically going to have everybody on Eternia joining forces, I'd imagine. So that means I, I would imagine Buzz Off is a, is a potential. Yeah. I'd imagine Fisto would probably be a potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have Manny Faces and I, I kind of, I kind of feel like that rounds out most of what I would expect to see out of the heroic warriors at this point because they're not doing anybody further from the originals. I mean, like, I'm waiting for Merman, for the for the villains, like Merman oh, yeah, eventually they, showing up. They've been teasing and, uh, the Aquaticans since season one, so I think Merman's yeah. a shoe-in to finally make his debut. Um, I'd say you're missing Mechanic out of there. He's about the yeah, only early wave character that's... That, uh, but he gets, snubbed, Actually, he gets snubbed a lot, so... Well, but another one is uh, Moss Man. Now that I think about well, it, Moss Didn't Man it? has so, already been yeah. revealed. Remember when? I don't remember. Yeah, they're coming From out what? with the Scholastic book, the uh, Master He Man and oh, the Masters of the Universe, the well, Hunt for not, Moss Man. That's that's right. But I'm one of those people. You know how I am about movies. I don't want to read a book. It needs to be on the show legit, or else I don't feel it. It's I like that it's there. Well, and I was and and the fact that they did that, it's like cool. But I would like for them to do it on the show too. You know, well, I so. think this is their way of just bringing him on the show without bringing him, like without you know origining him, Moss yeah. Man. It's just like. Oh, the Snake Men are here. We need help. Hey, remember that time we found Moss Man? Let's get him to help. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Like there's all, like you said, eight episodes, ten episodes. There's only so much we can do. And that was going to be mm-hmm. one of my questions. With that book coming out, um, and we, I think you did share it on our Legends of Grayskull Facebook yes. page. Yep. So look there if you guys don't know what we're talking about. That's coming out May 24th, so a couple months from now. But... Uh, and it shows Mossman right in the cover. You don't even have to wait. Or it's not even like one of those bait and switch things where, oh, the hunt for Mossman, but they never found Mossman. He was just a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. We never see. Like, no, right on the cover. It's He-Man, Skeletor, and their Mossman, who's a really neat design. Instantly recognizable. It looks, it, mm-hmm. he looks fun. Um, but I guess my hope is that we will see him on the show then in season three. And this is just kind of his, his introduction. Um, yeah. 
As far as bad guys, I because I, I think you nailed all the good guys. Uh, bad guys, I'm a merman. I think is a shoe in obviously. Um, I want to see them actually do something with Tuvar and Badra and actually make them into mm-hmm. too bad. I don't want that to just be the the wink and the nod through the whole series. Like, let's go there. Um, yeah. Other than that, it'd be nice to. Same thing. They're kind of hitting the the early ones. Uh, Triclops. Uh, I'd like to see him stay merged with somebody and become <laughs> the Triclops. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about him. We kind of we, we yeah we, we there was so much going so on. Good, but with Triclops in here, yeah. he's really basic. Triclops is a robot in the same kind of vein as Orko. But he's the visor and, like, the shoulder pauldrons. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, takes over people by sitting on their heads. Yeah. And making it look like the Triclops we know by, like, draping himself. Well, it's, it's a it's an amazing design. It's nothing I would have thought of. My mind never would have gone there. But once I saw mm-hmm. it, I'm like, yes! That worked mm-hmm. so well. I loved it. So I, I did the uh, again. I do wish that uh, he'd merge with somebody, yeah. and then it's legit Triclops. But just the fact that that's out there, it makes season three go. Yeah, I think they're going to have that happen. But I was wrong. Season two, I thought they were going to do too bad, and they haven't. They haven't yeah. gone there yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, other than that, I think like uh, my top wants are uh, Spike Or and Whiplash. I think if nothing else, that would kind of round out like Skeletor's core group for me. Maybe a Clawful too. He's with them doing Merman. I could see Clawful easily becoming kind of a background character in the same. Like, I, like obviously, haven't joined the fight, but not again. You don't need to like necessarily origin him. He could just kind of mm-hmm. jump in there as you know, Merman's bringing his army, and Clawful's one of his warriors. Like, I'd be fine well, with that. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the hardest part about this for me is, uh, number one, I, I'm not going to put much cred into this at this point, but when Eldris shows up in those final moments, she says, and now it's time for the final battle, or the final battle begins, or something like that. Yeah. So there is that feeling of, okay, the last eight episodes that we're going to get, is that it? And there's a part of me that's sad because I don't want it to end. I'd love it to go at least two more seasons and, and review yeah. all these characters, especially Horde. I mean, for for Christ's well, sakes, go, let's do Horde. But Revelation's going there. So I almost feel like maybe there is this, well, you guys have the Horde next time if you get it, so we'll do I, a statement on this. I think it's, uh, and we'll just wrap up here because this is exactly where I was going with all this. This really feels like it's set up to be a, uh, I'm still going to call it a one and done. Because they ordered 26 episodes to begin with. No matter how Netflix is framing it, they ordered 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. It really feels like it's leading up to its conclusion. Um, with Skeletor, I mean, Skeletor's a ghost now. He is a spirit. This is not, I mean, we saw his skull. On the ground in front of Grayskull. He was destroyed. It's not mm-hmm. that he's imprisoned or anything else. He is dead. And he's manipulating uh, Crass. Yeah. You know, his spirit is hooked to her. So, and I think he's going to stay in this form. 
even if he kind of becomes physical in more of a scare glow way, because as we saw, the deluxe Skeletor oversized figure to go with that battle armor He-Man, you know, they just released it labeled as a Skeletor, but it is very much those spirit colors. Mm. It's got the green, a green glow Havoc staff, and it's got, you know, uh, it's, he's got these this snake claw attachments that go on it. Like, that definitely feels like the Skeletor we're going to see in Season 3, knowing that that's the toy they released. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and, and I mean, that's... that's uh, In the case of how they did it here, I like it better than I did with 2000X, where it basically King has made Snake Mountain just swallow Skeletor. You know, right. I mean, that, that bugged me because it left him still on the table and we never saw him after that point. And obviously the show ended before they wanted it to end and we never got to see him come back and kick the living crap out of King Hiss or anybody. So in this case, I, I, I like that they hedge their bets and they go, let's do this so that Skeletor isn't a thing and then we can have King Hiss. But there is that part of me that every time they switch, they, they hand the baton off to the next whatever on 2000X and here. And there is that feeling each time where it's like, but I really love what they do with Skeletor. And I don't really want to see somebody right. take the main villain role from that character, especially on this show. I, I, like you said, and I've heard a few other people say it. This is this is starting to become a lot of people's favorite Skeletor because of the way that the 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 writing, the characterization, and the voice acting it all is blending into a really, really, really fun version uh, that's making a lot of people take notice of this show. And I'm like, I feel like you really are pulling the rug out from under people if you're not going to at least have him back uh, and. Obviously, the spirit part will be there. He's fused with Kraz, and he's you know doing what he does there. But there is something to be said about him getting to interact with more than her because he's not himself yeah. interacting with her. He's no. very much like how you are if you're in a certain group of people versus the people you're comfortable with. He's he's letting loose and he's he's like getting into it with people. He's making fun of He Man and this and that. I want my battle cap for my birthday, and, and with her, it's. He's just the snake in the grass, just whispering in her ear, and that's not as fun right. to me. No, and I so. I think he'll get a physical form here, and I did throw it up on the screen here so everyone can see what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, that is that spirit Skeletor that we saw yep. at the end there. And like I said, with him having the the snakeman arm attachments there, and even that, that armor plate... Like it really, it really feels like that's uh, that's what we're gonna see now. I think, I think he'll get more of a physical spirit form where he'll be able to fight, he'll be able to interact and everything. But like, I don't see him getting his body back. I guess is what I'm saying. I don't see this. Yeah. Like by the end of season three, I expect Skeletor to be dead, dead. Like they've they've done that, and it's finished. I mean, it even kind of ties back to, um, like we said last time with, you know, Beastman and Trapjaw turning their backs on Skeletor. It feels like, okay, the evil warriors are done with him already. Like, that's done. 
and now mm-hmm. he's with Crass and controlling the Snake Men. So then maybe next season we'll even see Beastman and Trapjaw joining up with the with the Heroic Warriors or with the Masters of the Universe. You know, either group, Stratos or He-Man. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess it's just all those little things just feels like, yeah, this is going to be the end of it. And then maybe if we do see a, a legit season, like a second order of episodes, like we're moving on to the next saga, where if that is Hordak, but it's got no Skeletor in it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they're still setting it up to where it'll be open, but like the Skeletor saga definitely feels like this is it. Beginning, middle, end. Yeah, and I, I, I'm... I'm sad by it, but at the same time, I am also somebody for as long as I've been podcasting saying progression is key. So I can't really sit here and be that guy. It's like, I know, but there is a part of me. Oh, it's when you love something, when you find something that you love and then you find out, well, it's not going to go for 130 episodes. And you, I mean, for what we had as kids versus now, this is what we're getting. And it's such a concentrated dose there is this feeling if you at least could take this to 50 episodes, please, yeah. like, please just give me that. And then I'm, I'm like a uh, Voltron legendary defender. They yeah. got to go what five or six seasons. Right. And it's it, Shira, same thing, even though they, they truncated some of those, I'd still take a truncated season of this show over yeah. only ending it next season. But, um, I don't know. There, there is a part like I'm playing around with that in my head now, and I'm like, okay, so Skeletor is that the whole way through, and they haven't brought in the Horde idea yet. What if there is that idea that maybe the things that are with Eldris are the Horde, or uh, in one way or another, and then you're going to have a, th- a battle on three fronts, or even four fronts, depending if the the evil warriors are just doing their own thing yeah. or whatever. Which that's a lot to throw into eight episodes. See, I don't, so think, I don't know. If I, that's I be think the it's going to be all Skeletor and the Snake Men. I think that's what the season three is going to be. It's going to be the culmination of all his efforts up until Probably. this point and how we mm-hmm. defeat them. Um, yeah. My only question is how how open does that leave after that? How final yeah. is it going to be? That's my only thing. I'd love for it to continue on. Um, I would hate for it to be a one and done. Even if they want to kill off Skeletor, have that finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want them to continue. If they finish yeah. it and it's done after Skeletor, then I'll be sad. I'll still be sad mm-hmm. without the possibility of Skeletor coming back because this has quickly become my favorite version of Skeletor. And it would be hard to see him go completely. But as long as they continue on and, and make some memorable stories after that involving other things, I could be okay with that. And honestly, this could be the one where we did it differently in Revelation where Scareglow is his own character. Yeah. But this could be the one where they do the whole, this is the evil ghost of Skeletor. As right. in, this is Skeletor's ghost, and now he's Scareglow, and he's turned into something different, but he's still there. Right. And that could be a really interesting way of handling it even though they have fleshed it out the other direction. But this is, again, this is drawing on stuff from the childhood of, well, Adam was with a tribe in the beginning versus being already at the palace. We could go to some of these urban legend ideas of how they worked for for, uh, masters based on fans having speculation. 
and we get that option of it now because we already got the other v- version for Revelation, and I'd be completely cool with that too. Because right. how cool is that that you get? Hey, if you like that Scareglow, that's him there. But if you if you always thought he was the ghost of Skelter, we got that for you over here. That's pretty great. 100%. So, last question for you, and then we'll move on. Uh, will <laughs> Will Crass survive season three? I don't know. I, I mean, it, like. She is one of those characters where she is, she's new. Mm-hmm. She was made for the show. Right. And I don't remember, was it, was it us talking? Somebody brought up the idea that this is the equivalent of when you bring in a character, but they're not quite that, like, they don't bring in Ram Man. They bring right. in Ram I, Ma'am. I, 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 I said that last time because everyone yeah. gets upset. When, yeah. you know, Sc- yeah. Scrappy-Doo is the bad guy. When Pumira exactly. is the bad guy. So this time, yeah. I think, looking back, I think it was very intentional that they made Ram Man yes. into Ram Mam. Because if they had yeah. done Ram Man and he turned into Rampage, everyone would have lost their shit. Exactly. So I think it was very so, intentional. And it does free them at the same time to do these yeah. turns. To kill off the character. To, like, they have all this room to play with. You know, unshackled from what people's attachments are to the character. I I will say I I wouldn't rule it out because she is a character that is very like she's finicky and she's yep. very like she's the more emotional of the master's characters and she's very more she's she's much more angry and she has her issues and all, all sorts of issues and stuff like that and because she is not Ram Man. I feel like they could do something like that with her, and they've already gone where they've gone in the end of the season, yep. and that already sets it up for something probably more painful than you'd expect in a kid's cartoon. I I think she will spend season three being the evil Rampage, you know, helping Skeletor, all that, um, but I think at the end of the season, she will be instrumental in defeating Skeletor, but it will result in her having to sacrifice her life if nothing else because at this point she seems to be the tether Mm -hmm. so it may come down to like he's firmly attached to me so the only way to completely destroy him is to sacrifice myself so yeah um but yeah i think she'll turn back to the side of good but it will be in in making that ultimate sacrifice that just that just Mm -hmm. That's the way I would take it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's kind of backed into a corner, and I'm not saying it can't work, but I always have a hard time if characters go full evil. It's always really hard to bring them back from that, you know. As well, bring them back and have them be a full part of the team again. You know, it's yeah. Um, it's it's a, it's a hard road to follow. The the only thing about that, uh, now that I'm thinking of how this season ended, though, is they have Eldris back. So that could be the one key in making it that she could survive this because she's that that character is capable of doing, uh, you know, she's right. capable of doing more than Tila yeah. with her abilities. So the fact she might be able to break the tether 
or something, or maybe oh, the two Atila and her working together to break the tether. And, uh, you know, that could be an interesting way of handling it. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really surprised. I actually would like to see her die only because I would be very shocked to see the show take that kind of a turn and land, stick the landing there. Right. So. What? Oh, I just thought of the worst way for it to end. What if they... Filmation, He-Man wakes up in a bed and it was all a dream. <laughs> I was going Rampage's story, but okay, all right, all right. I like that better. Anyway, what if so. what if what if they what if they get Eldris back? They break the tether, mm-hmm. and then at the last moment, like Skeletor stabs Ram Man through the stomach. Um, like she makes the turn, she makes the turn back. She helps them defeat Skeletor. They free her, but then she dies anyways. God, that would be that would be a gut punch. They could go there. I because like uh, I, I'm almost viewing it like Hawkeye and Avengers right now. Like he he was under Loki's thrall yeah. through most of that movie, and then at the end, you know that whole. It, Cap, it'll be my greatest pleasure. And he's like going and gunning yeah. after Loki after that point. And there's a part of me going, it would make sense that if they got her untethered from him, that she'd just be like beelining at him. True. And then that's what ends up killing her anyway yeah. if they go that way. Yeah. Nah. And I, I guess the big difference there is Hawkeye was controlled by Loki. Whereas, like I said earlier, I really feel like Crass is, she's being manipulated. But she's not being controlled, you know. Yeah, she's always had it in her. That right, oh, she's she's got that potential. dark side. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it would just be that gut punch of, all right, everyone's good. Oh shit! No, oh, yeah, yeah, it's that ant name. I, I will. Uh, exactly, and the, and the one thing that I'm hoping for because this is one of those things that uh, for anybody that liked the Netflix Shira, yep. what drove me crazy about that show is they always went to. Oh, but love will save us. And yeah. oh, friendship. And it was Care Bears, basically. And it's like, we're dealing with something that is not all cute and fluffy in this. It's legit. These are characters who have stakes, and this is stories with stakes. And even if they have that turn where she comes back and her and Adam have a moment where they're reconciling because she yeah. fought him and kicked his living ass in that episode which i thought was amazing to watch that part um it would be nice that they they go somewhere where it's not just love will save the day every time because that like that failed for me watching that show more than a couple times so agreed i i don't think this is the show that will do that they have not done that yet and i don't see that happening but i'm also i want to put it recorded out there I don't want to see it either. So please don't do that. Listen to the third season. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you made me think of one more question. All right. One word. Well, not one, one sentence answer. Because uh, we're already me? running quite a bit. But <laughs> yeah, I, I did hear this on another show. And you remind me of it when you said wakes up in his bed. Would you want to see a multiversal crossover where you get either Filmation He-Man or 2000 X-Man. Some, one of our quote-unquote iterations of Masters crossover 
into the CGI world. You know, a Turtles Forever type crossover. I I would never say no to something like that if it was a possibility. Okay. I I say no. I don't think it's needed here, and I just I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around like like for me it's it's what could come from it. Like what and I feel like this is a strong enough series that it doesn't need it. And I'm kind of sick of the multiversal stuff at this point. After Masters of the Multiverse and everything else, I think it's enough that I know the multiple universes exist. Our version of He-Man's fine. I, I, I just, I, it's not something I, I need, and I don't think the show needs it. I think it's strong enough on its own. I, I wouldn't want it on this show. I would want it if they did like a here's a two hour version of that. But I will also say. Uh, please don't write it the same way because I was, <laughs> we both yes. many times have expressed the ending of that thing was completely horrible for the fact that it literally felt like he, he didn't have any plan leading up to that ending. And once you get to that ending, it was such a what the hell is happening. Yeah. And it, it like hopefully it's written in a way yep. where you could see them gathering the forces leading up to the ending because that was just I hate that ending yeah. so much for and that series. Tim Seeley is a great writer. It's no knock against yeah. him. Just that story did yeah. not land with me. Um, no. All right, you want to talk some toys? Let's talk some toys. Talk uh, some are we toys. doing quick reveals we too? Got, like we got, uh, we got toys. What we picked up. Uh, if you want to, I can switch back. Well, I'll do it real quick because I know, it, like you said, we're running late. But forget the toys. Uh, we're back to me. <laughs> Here. I got in this guy. Gonks. Oh, nice. He's one of my absolute favorites. I Now that I have him in hand, he's absolutely a favorite. And ironically, thank you, David Clark. eBay yes. seller. I didn't realize it was David Clark I was buying from. So thank you, David Clark, adultcollector.org. Um, he was selling some Mythic Legions. And then the other night, I picked up... Bam! Oh, yes. Fisto. That Masterverse. Masterverse. Yep, Masterverse Fisto. Masterverse Fisto. And this bad boy as well. If I can get him out of the bag. Yep, and Scareglow. the Scareglow. Nice. So these were, I went and bought them. I, I actually <laughs> found them, and I'm like, I'm bringing these home. That hasn't happened to me in quite a while, and I am not upset at all that these are now going to be on the shelf, even though I don't have a Masterverse area yet, so i got to figure that out. I, but I tell you what, though. I cool. think they stock nicely next to Classics. Um, they do. I've seen photos. Yeah. It's, but I'm it, weird about how I'm t- figuring it all out yeah. with my thing. But. If you look closely, obviously you can you can pick them out. But just looking at a yeah. display with them in there, they are the right scale, even if the anatomy yeah. doesn't match exactly. All right, so let's take a look at these toys. So, as we all know, last week, uh, Monday, they started off with this coming to your collection uh, photo with five random figures that were revealed throughout the week. Um, If we hadn't gotten to cut short on our last episode, we would have actually talked about Wednesday's reveals they came out while we were recording. We were planning on yeah. having them at the end, and then we never got there. So 
New Origins Figures and Vehicles. Um, and we got a few days to go here, so I'm, we're just going to run through the main picture. I'm not going to do close-ups. Those are out there. Search for Masters of the Universe, their official page on Facebook and Instagram. Really easy to find. Um, but yes, last Wednesday they revealed New Origins Figures and Vehicle. So the vehicle is the Rotan for Origins. Um, shown here in its classic form, but it also comes with the canopy and the alternate red face plate, which are both nods to the uh, monogram model kits version back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the for figures for Origins, they released from the Evil Horde, Mantena, Leech, and then our proper colored Grizzlor. Um, for the Heroic Warriors in Origins, they revealed Snout Spout with two heads, one inspired by the Filmation cartoon, and the other uh, definitely the vintage toy look. And then, mm-hmm. to top it all off, we have the 2000X version of the Lord of Destruction himself, Skeletor, to fight against your He-Man that was revealed. Um, yeah. I'm going to call out Mantena first. He is... uh, The good about him, they did the four legs. You know, like the vintage figure was always supposed to have, they cheaped out on. He still has the eye-popping feature, but it all seems to be located in his head now. The beauty of that is he doesn't have the knob on the back controlling it, you know, sliding up through the body. So that way you still have head articulation, which the vintage never had. Great upgrade. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm baffled on is why he is black instead of blue. Yeah. Other, that is a case in point. I mean, uh, again, always going to the classic. Classics did it yeah. pretty well, but they had the faces popping off to make yeah. that happen. They didn't do the action versus I, it is. Yeah, it is cool that they got it to work this time around and you can move his head around like you were saying. Um yeah, the the blue did throw me, but I will say one of the things I loved about Classics was that his legs were all yep. independent, and I love that they translated that here as well. Absolutely. Uh, Leech, he's he's a good one. He uh, he looks just like the vintage Leech. He's got he yep. will suction. Those suction cups will function <laughs> properly. Uh, he's Watch got, out windows. Yeah, he's got two heads. One, that's the suction cup. And then the the other one looks much like the Classics design with that open jaw. Um, if I do end up picking him up, it would definitely be displayed with the with the jaw, not the cup. Same here. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Grizzlor, I mean, he looks like the PowerCon exclusive, except in the, the uh, main toy release colors, still mm-hmm. with the fur. Uh, the snout spout was a surprise. I'm glad to see my boy. The bigger surprise <laughs> was the fact that they have the film me. I mean, that is the filmation head. There's no if ands or buts about it. It's got the yeah. the white eyes, the the more segmented nose instead of a tube. Um, you know, and this kind of leads me to some speculation. You know, we saw, you know, Blue Hordak was revealed already. We got the Masterverse Catra that is pure filmation. Now we've got a Snout Spout filmation head, you know. So I, I, I don't. We never know for sure what's going on behind the scenes with Mattel and NBC Universal. 
But obviously they are on very good terms right now. Obviously the deal is still intact or a new deal has been reached. I mean, there's there's something going on behind the scenes to where we go from Wave 1, or I'm sorry, Wave 2 of Origins, releasing an incredibly toy-accurate She-Ra to mm, yeah. completely Filmation Catra and Filmation-headed Snout Spout. Like, obviously yeah. something has improved there, which is great for the brand as a whole. If those two can get along... We can have some great stuff. But yeah, he looks great. The toy head will have the water feature uh, via a hose to the head. And uh, and the Filmation head has articulation in the trunk. I will definitely be picking him up because he's my boy. Mm-hmm. I figured you would. <laughs> uh, and uh, the last reveal is, of course, 2000X Skeletor. What do you think of this guy, Sean? Um... Honestly, I was surprised. Again, we have a lot of detail, and that was something I wasn't expecting. The belt and the loin piece, the shin guards, it's all legit. Like, it feels the way that I would wanted, like, classics to do it, for instance. Right. They never got to it. Um, The face is a little odd, but it's not nearly as bad as the first release Origin Skeletor, as far as I'm concerned. And that dual power sword that he had, or the du- dual swords, I should say, yep. that he had, it looks like they're just one piece, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's cool to imply that, at least, because yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be too crazy. But, yeah, out of the Origins figures in general, I would love to get him and the 2000X Heman, because you talk me into it. It's like, <laughs> show them, show, show them, them it's viable. This, this version is viable, yep. and don't just let that slide this time around because uh, it, it really they were 2000x was the scapegoat of the masters franchise for how they oh well that didn't work we're gonna put it on ice for 20 years basically and yeah. it's like no it was really good and i've been one of the people that have been saying that in ever since i joined the groups and it, it's like they, every day there's somebody new that finds it and they can't believe they missed it it's like yeah it is a good one so at least they're offering this, and I'm more than happy to to get those as yeah. proof of that to Mattel. Like, hey, I love those. I love that version. So I, I do. Yeah. I do agree with that completely. I I will say that this Skeletor did not hit home with me like that He Man did. Um, it's 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 just it's kind of a, a few odd choices. You point out the good, obviously, the shin guards, the loincloth. You know, the power, the sword looks very mm-hmm. much like it, even though it doesn't split. I can get beyond that, but the head is off. And yeah. then for the rest of it, they just repainted the Skeletor accessories, which is an odd choice because He-Man got all new. All his weapons are mm-hmm. new. All his armor is new. Um, but Skeletor, you know, they just... They use the same, uh, well, I guess they gave him bracers because the Origin Skeletor doesn't normally have it, but they're just the He-Man ones. The two, yep. the, the first Origins release He-Man one, where we could tell on the other one that they made 2000X He-Man, he's got the longer bracer on one side. Yes. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I checked that. It looked like it That's in the picture. The shield. That's the shield wrapped around his arm. Oh, so they didn't the, do, because the 2000X they, shield should they, have the handle, not a wrap. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, so they kept that, but ah, my they did not do anything there. to the bracers on that because I did look at it after we talked about it. Gotcha. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, but but, yeah, but then the chest armor different. is completely the the origins one. Yes, but yeah. like I said, the head sculpt is really what's bothering me, and then the havoc staff. 2000 X Skeletor had a very distinct havoc staff. So how can yeah, you give he man his? specific sword, shield, and axe, but then Skeletor only gets a sword and a regular Havoc staff. Like, it's just mm-hmm. kind of that that uh, that discrepancy there. Um, like, I really wish they would revisit the head. Honestly, and I don't mean to be too mean to this, but when I saw it, you know, when I saw 2000X E-Man, I'm like, oh yes, they, they, they like took that 2000X figure and put it into Classics, or into Origins, I'm sorry. Yeah. When I saw this, I'm like, oh, they took that McDonald's Happy Meal toy from 2000X yeah. and made it into Origins. <laughs> like, that's what, like those were nice Happy Meal toys, but they were definitely a cheaper the, the version of the figure. I thought they were great at the time because they were actually minifigures instead of some of the mm-hmm. weird stuff McDonald's does. But, like, that's what I thought of when I saw this. I didn't think of the horseman figure. I thought of the McDonald's Happy well, Meal toy. The the thing for me in both cases with those two 2000X characters, no matter what, any excitement I have is yeah. always watered down because Origins never has translated the way that, like, 2000X did as a figure, yep. classics. Sure. So in that way, it's like the stuff you're pointing out, completely agree. Yeah. But for me, like you said, it's very much a, I want to support it specifically those figures. I'm right. probably not p- picking up any other Origins unless they bring out more 2000X stuff. And that is how I'm going to show with my money. Yep. This is something that was viable that you guys completely effed up and you blamed all these other people when really you had something good on your hands to begin with. 100% but, um, it, that, that was, it's the origins curse for me. It's, <laughs> you almost got it. You got it just, uh, and then you just didn't stick the landing like every version of origins I've ever seen. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Thursday's reveals, more new Masterverse heroes. Um, so, yeah, we got, uh, obviously, the CGI He-Man to go with the Skeletor. We got the Sun-Man that we speculate on. We got She-Ra that was leaked earlier. And then the surprise ones were Hero and a Battle Armor He-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean, who you, you do your call-outs this time. Take it away. Well, uh, out of this grouping... I was actually really surprised by the Battle Armor He-Man because in customs for a long time, I have seen a uh, classics bearded version of He-Man that you could put on your figures. And I've seen a lot of people posting photos and all that stuff in their backyards, having posing. And the fact that they went there and on top of that, they gave him like, uh, like the around the loincloth, you have that. I don't know what it is. It's around his belt where there's more armor to it, like a knight. Yeah, like and the, the shin guards? No, not shin guard, but a waist guard? I don't know. Yeah, the, there's guard? like a waist guard, I guess. Yeah, and I just think that's kind of cool. Plus, the belt is a little different even. Yeah. It's a little wider and stuff. So the fact that they went there and he's got a pauldron now, yep. um, I kind of dig that. I'm not a huge fan of the face sculpt, but the the fact that they're doing something where battle armor He-Man doesn't just look like, here's the battle armor, and sure. that's the rest of it is He-Man is really cool. 
And for me, the absolute yes must have is the CGI heme. It literally looks like he walked yep. right off my TV screen. I mean, that thing is just, the minute I saw it, I'm like, holy crap, that's gorgeous. Absolutely. Uh, the only things about, the, you know, I, I like the idea of the of the battle armor He-Man. I think the armor looks good. I, the old man He-Man head really didn't hit with me. It's like <laughs> I see what they're going for, but yeah. it's not my He-Man, I guess. Um, and I really love the uh, the shield that he comes with, where it's the Dragon yeah. Walker sticker emblem made into a traditional knight. You know, I don't can't think of the term for the shape, but the you know that traditional mm-hmm. knight standard. Um, I yeah. thought worked really well. Um, yeah, CGI He Man looks great, just like I expect him to. He's a must get. Uh, Sun Man, like we we kind of talked about in the speculation, they actually made him wings instead of a winged cape which I think is mm-hmm. great. And they're translucent, so it's still kind of like sun energy, you know? Yeah. Um, She-Ra is a complete win for me. She comes with uh, her power sword. She's very filmation. Uh, she's got filmation tiara and the toy over the mat, over the eyes, you know, mask tiara. Yeah. And she also comes with her regular cape and a very DreamWorks she-Ra inspired cape, which was an interesting pull. Again, she's got filmation elements and DreamWork elements. That partnership with NBC Universal has to be going great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will give a shout out: both He-Man and She-Ra come with looks like newly sculpted power swords. Uh, She-Ra's is very filmation. He-Man's is <sighs> very good. I'll say that. I don't know, it doesn't really scream uh, a particular iteration. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know if it just... I don't think it's the Revelation Masterverse sword repainted, looking at it. It looks like... They it doesn't got, look like they, it. It looks like they modified it a bit. So, but it's also not... It's not pure formation. It's not pure vintage toy. It's more of an amalgamation in my mind. It actually... It makes me think of classics. Definitely closer it, to like classics. It's, it's closer to classics, but it has the rounded off, uh, like where the hilt is. Yeah. It, it's more rounded off the way that you would have expected it in filmation, sort of. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like an amalgam. It's like if, yeah. if, if filmation and classic swords went out to Vegas, right. you know, that's what he's going to be holding later on. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, probably the. But it, I like it. It works no, as a as a decent power sword. No, it looks actually. great. You look at it, and you go, "That's power sword." Like hands yeah. down. Um, probably the weakest out of the bunch for me is Hero, honestly. And it's not even anything bad about him. He looks like Hero, but I don't know. I I I, I think I'm getting Hero burnout. Like every line now, like when Classics today was like, "Oh, cool, we finally got that that concept figure mm-hmm. that never was." And then Super 7 Dan's like, oh, we got it in vintage form. And Yeah. But now it just kind of feels like everybody's like, like he's just that, that box that's got to get checked. Oh, we got to do Hero. We got to do Hero. When in reality, he really hasn't, you know, for me personally, he has never been a huge part of the story. You know, he's more mm-hmm. the, he's popular because he's one of the characters that almost made it. He almost had this whole subline based around him. 
Like he's yep. he's big to the history, the behind the scenes history of the brand, but as far as relevancy to the brand, in my opinion, he's not that big. And like, how many hero figures do you need? I guess is, is yeah. my thought. And the other thing too is that one. When I look at it, it just looks underwhelming compared yeah. to the others. He looks skinny. It's, he it's looks, the face. He looks very effeminate yeah. in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just something about it where it, it just it doesn't. It doesn't pop even like I'm not I'm not a big Sunman guy, but even Sunman has a, a certain presence when yep. you see him in that grouping. And Hero just kind of looks like I was picked on the kickball team this time. You know, exactly. he's, he's that kid. Exactly. So this takes us up to Friday, the final mm-hmm. reveal. I honestly was thinking playset. I thought we were going to see Snake Mountain for Origins revealed. Um, Mm -hmm. Sean, did you have any thoughts going into Friday last week? You know, the final day of reveals. After all this goodness that we got in all week long. All these unexpected polls. These great looking figures. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, everybody, and I, I even bought into it. I was like, they're, they're going to be revealing like Origins Snake Mount. Yeah, they got to go big. Or they, they, they're, or maybe they were going to do, which this would have blown my mind. They, maybe like a Masterverse Grayskull. Yeah. Oh, it would man. be like, it, let's, let's, let's pull out $500. Uh, the Classics Grayskull yeah. with less stuff in it, maybe, and scale it down 150 bucks, you know, or whatever. And instead, we didn't get at that at all. We got 40th anniversary edition He Man. Mm hmm. So, for us, you audio listeners who can't see the picture on the screen, it, 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 and it is, it's a good looking He Man. It is, it is the Masterverse buck with some new tooling. Um, and it looks very much like the classic toy He-Man. He's got his traditional power harness, furry shorts, boots. He's even got the the bracers, the one small one, the one bigger one. Yeah. Uh, he's got a vintage-inspired head sculpt, and he comes with a power sword, an axe, and a shield. Um, honestly, for me, the best part about this figure is the box he comes in, which I'm going to throw up here. It's got a nice 40th sticker on it. It's the Masterverse um, style, but instead of the blue, it's got a red brick with blue sky exploding rock background. Uh, Nice classic Masters of the Universe logo. He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. And even the Masterverse logo itself is redone in the classic colors of the logo. Um, and then the back has that beautiful Nate Barch artwork of He-Man Battle Cat mm-hmm. in front of an Alcala gray skull with a creepy hunched over Skeletor looming in the foreground. Um, packaging, hands down, best part of this figure for me. Everything else... It's just... I don't know if it's just because it was revealed last mm-hmm. that it's so build up. underwhelming after everything else. It's like that was your big reveal. Like this to me should have been day one. Mm-hmm. Like it just, how many He-Men do we need? How many, you know, 
I don't know. I just uh, with every there are so many other figures that were more exciting to me than this. Um, you know, some goofy design choices, as in he's got that same power sword that the battle armor He Man comes with. Um, missing mm-hmm. some paint apps. It's solid gray in this. But the thing is, that battle axe and that shield are pretty much, you know, faithful replications of the original vintage figure. But then, like we said just a minute ago, you get this amalgamation of a power sword. I mean, this, if you're going 40th anniversary He-Man, you're mimicking the vintage toy in Masterverse style. I want, I want that half power sword with the, with the, the tab and the, uh, the sheet, the hand guard coming off the, the handle. You know what I mean? Like, I want full mm. on vintage power sword if you're gonna do it. Hmm. See, that didn't even register for me. But I think, um, like, I guess the, the biggest thing, like, I, I've had people reach out to me, uh, mm-hmm. privately and they're like, wow, this is like, this is their absolute favorite thing. And wow. And, and for me, I'm like, I, I'm happy for them, but it's, it's, I guess what it, what it is, is it's a really weird choice on the 40th to be using the newest versions of the stuff that they're doing when that isn't what most people in their heads think of if they think yeah. He-Man. Right. So like if, if it was, and I, I'm not saying my version's better or anything else, but I'm just I, like, I was spitballing with somebody just the other day. And I was like, well, they had uh, years ago before Toys R Us closed, they had a Leonardo through the years. Pack. Yeah. And I'm like, why couldn't they have done that with He-Man <laughs> for the 40th? Fun. Because we could have had, here's vintage, even if it was the commemorative, just right. here's vintage, here's 2000, well, vintage, new, new adventures, adventures, 2000X, classics, and then uh, origins, Mas- and then masterverse. Yeah. And just have a set where it's like, here's this set to commemorate the 40 years Mm -hmm. and all the iterations that they've given us up to this point. And even if they wanted to throw in a variant or something, like, you know, Battle Armor He-Man, Snake Armor He-Man for 2000X, because that was a legit, that's 2000X or whatever. And it's like, for me, it's the weirdest thing to go, we're we're putting out the newest version of this to commemorate what you remember as a kid and for some reason my mind just did not connect that for some reason i just it's like origins made more sense to me if they would have done what they did for san diego comic-con or whatever what when was it when they did the adam yeah, was that for san, san diego, diego comic-con if they would have done that that would have made a hell of a lot more sense for the 40th because that went back to the origins of it, at least, and and it went back to the old school feeling. Sure. Compared to this, which to me, like you said, the best part of it for me is the Nate Barch art, because the Nate Barch feeling of that artwork yep. makes you go. That brings back thoughts of uh, of um, uh, shoot. Now I can't remember the names. Alcala the or Norm. Uh, uh, Alcala, Norm. Uh, William George oh. and, and all of the it, it basically because that Nate Barch is somebody that he to me is the torchbearer for those yep. those creators and he would want to do that for them because he's very cognizant of what made him love the line and I love that yep. Yep. but for sure but otherwise it really is I don't know why my mind is not wrapping around it but the the vintage head on a on the masterverse body yep. actually it's it's that whole thing again of 
that head only works when you have the 5.5 figure for me anymore. Yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm thrilled for the people that love it. I, I do think it's not a bad idea and I like that they're commemorating the 40th, but I felt like they're, they're pushing their new stuff too much when the yep. old stuff should have been referenced somehow. Now I'll be, I'll be curious how this is released too, cause I could see this being like a retailer exclusive rather than a mass release, you know. They've, they've been mm-hmm. doing a lot with Big Bad Toy Store and everything. And honestly, this is one, if I do get it, um, it's one of the few toys I would probably just leave just like it is. I would just display it in the box, you know, beautiful artwork, you know, like this, it, it is what it is, you know. And, yep. and honestly, I, processing it in my mind, I think a lot of it for me is that this was the final reveal. I and I just don't think it packs the punch that they thought it did. I would have liked this to kick off the, the week. Like you drop mm-hmm. that shadowed picture and you show this. Like, hey, we got a whole week of reveals coming up. Here's some teasers and look what we're doing for the 40th anniversary. And I probably been like, no, mm-hmm. that's really cool. But the fact that we saw all this other unique stuff and then it's like, oh, they're just making the vintage toy into Masterverse, kind of. Like that was kind of that that want wah. wah. For me, mm-hmm. uh, but don't take our words for. It. Oh wait, hang on. Last thing I need to do. Sean's gonna think I'm being a complete jerk here, but we are at the end of our week of reveals. Going back to that original coming to your collection picture. Mm-hmm. We've got Jitsu. We've got that Tila from the Zor two pack. We got 2000X He-Man, we've got Sun-Man, and we've got a disagreement between me and mm-hmm. Sean, because of as, our, as of our last recording, that shadowed character all to the left, Sean still felt that it was an unreleased character, or an unrevealed character. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Sean. Yeah, and I don't see anything. I don't, it's not Skeletor. I still uh, say it's that say it's CGI, CGI Skeletor. I st- it is. It is not. It is not. <laughs> but I can't tell you who it is. The only the only other character that I can see, and I don't. It doesn't match up completely. It would probably be the Beast Man for that Masterverse, the whatever the new Attorney of Beast Manor, because which it, was it, my other he, the other thing I threw out on the day. Then if they flipped them then to be Maybe? on that side because. He he's in a like it's a mirror image of that from this from the image here that I'm looking at yeah. the the reveal. Well, now but, now remember though, and that hand makes more sense too. None because that was what I kept on arguing. Right. None of these other reveals have been in the same pose. You know, Sun Man's not not you know turned to the side holding his weapon. Up. Sure. He Man's yeah. got yeah. all his weapons on him, not just the sword. Tila, yeah. you know, like like no one's been in the exact same position. As the shadow pictures, which I think is having part of the problem here, but so yeah, that's got to be either Skeletor or Beastman. I think it's Beastman, but the other problem I have with it was, and I don't have the silhouette image in front of me to look at, but I could have swore yeah, the silhouette the had um, the silhouette had uh, like a spikes on the knees. 
Like, wasn't there There's like, something a, like, coming up off the a, knees? A, a yep. Horn? Yep. So, so like, even from that, I'm like, that's why I can't necessarily go, oh, it's Beast Man, because Beast Man in the, the full reveal, not silhouetted, has nothing on his knees. Right. And that's uh, what, it, but, but I feel the hunch and everything makes more sense. All right, guys, so. we are going to throw this to the group, so stay tuned. Legends of Grayskull podcast on Facebook. We are going to throw it to the group to decide who this guy is. <laughs> I am, I'm final answering CGI Skeletor. I'm locking it in. That's what I'm going with that this is. And I'm going to, I'm going to do some zooming, some blowing up, and we'll throw it out to you guys. Uh, real quick. I'm going to go with Beast Man. Before we sign off, um, I will say, uh, let's go to the Facebook group right now. As Sean, before we started, put up a post. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, yes, this one. Let me refresh the page right quick just to make sure I've got everybody's. Um, and we'll read through these right quick. Uh, Sean posted this morning all the pictures there. Um, like somebody's typing as well right now. But by the time that we get might to that be, one... That might be me because I'm might be you too, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see if that pops up. But yeah, he posted pictures of all the reveals, asked people what they thought. Uh, Ahmed Max says, definitely He-Man and the more Filmation-style characters, but the CGI, too, also look fantastic. Uh, agreed. Scott Baker... He says, out of the Origins, Mantena, Leech, Randor, and Rotan. And out of the Masterverse, 40th He-Man, Hordak, and She-Ra. Sorry, Scott, we disagreed on the He-Man. But I agree with you on the other points. All great picks. Uh, Roy Cloty? Uh, Cloty? I'm going with Cloty. Roy Cloty. Uh, most of them. The 40th Anniversary He-Man the Netflix CGI series figures, and the new Eternia Beastman. So, yeah, uh, some good answers there, guys. Definitely lining up with us. I gotta say, I'm loving how much the the CGI series is getting love. Yeah. Uh, and but then, those figures work beautifully in that line. And that's, I was hoping they would, and when they revealed Skeletor, oh man, did I get excited. So, Absolutely. Nope. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. There's lots of good stuff coming. Um, yeah. It's a good time to be a Masters fan. Mm-hmm. All right, and Sean. it's also breaking the bank time to be a Masters fan. <laughs> um, True. Don't so, start adding it up, especially with the price increases. Yeah. yeah don't. <laughs> Uh, real quick, uh, we did get a new uh, review on Apple Podcast. Um so uh, we got five stars. Motu fan two eight one four found this gem of a podcast and enjoy listening each week to the guys discussing all things masters. They really show their passion and insight to the property. Any fan of Motu needs to check this out. Awesome. Thank you, Motu fan two eight one four. Thank you, Motu fan three eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that the right yeah. number? For a good time call. No, seriously, Here. seriously, Motu fan. Thank, thank you very much. We really appreciate the like. Um, Sean, tell them what they can do if they're liking the podcast. 
If you like the podcast, like, share, subscribe on YouTube, ring that bell so that you will get updated on any further lives, which we have been doing a lot more lately, as well as episodes when we put up new episodes, which is pretty fairly regularly lately because there's a lot of news coming out. Uh, If you want to reach us otherwise, uh, feel free on Gmail, logpod85.com, at gmail.com, sorry. Uh, Simba's Guard does it. You can too. (laughs) Also, join our Facebook group, Legends of Grayskull Podcast, where we talk shop and uh, we love to talk to the fans when they want to talk to us. And we will post news and things as we get it. uh, And also we're on Instagram, so check that out as well. And until next time. Until next time, guys, it's CGI Skeletor. Oh, come on. Oh!